This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Benamade Park in Houston, the Marlins and the Astros were wrapping up their three-game weekend series. Edward Cabrera went opposite of Justin Verlander. And with a win, the Marlins could sweep the Houston Astros and sweep their second consecutive series. But with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Back at Benamade Park in Houston, where the Marlins have to settle for two out of three. Against the Astros, they lose 9-4. to four. You know what Meatloaf told us? Two out of three ain't bad, especially on the road against a really good team. Marlins won the first two games of this series. Friday night, a 7-4 victory. 5-1 the final yesterday, but the Astros come out on top today. The Marlins fought back against Justin Verlander after falling down early in this game, but the Astros put this one away late. Houston snaps a three-game slide. Marlins lose for the first time after winning five in a row. An interesting pitching matchup coming in. You had the rookie Edward Cabrera at age 24 pitching for Miami after two brilliant starts to begin his season in the big leagues. And on the other side, the 39-year-old veteran, the two-time Sang Award winner, the perennial all-star Justin Verlander. He's headed to the Baseball Hall of Fame five years after he finally decides to hang it up. Whenever that might be, he's having another great year here in 2022. And it was the... Astros, who struck first, inning number one, after the Marlins went down 1-2-3 against Verlander. Jose Altuve ripped a double on Cabrera's very first pitch of the game into left field. He went to third base on a wild pitch, so in no time at all, the Astros had a runner at third. Nobody out first inning for their left fielder, Michael Brantley. 2-1 pitch is a bouncer to first base on a big hop. Aggies got it. He'll toss to Cabrera, covering for the out, but in from third, Altuve, and the Astros lead this one one to nothing for Houston, the first lead in this series. Marlins had not trailed at any point in this series until inning number one here today. Now, Verlander retired the side one, two, three in the first, did it again in the second and the third. Cabrera pitched around a leadoff double to hang a zero in the second inning with one out a single and a walk in the third, but he came back to retire Alvarez and Tucker, two very dangerous hitters. They stayed a 1-1 game into the fourth inning. The Marlins finally got their first base runner in the game when Miguel Rojas blooped a single into right field with one out in the fourth inning. Verlander retired the first 10 in a row. Miggy would steal second and go to third on an errant throw by the catcher, Jason Castro, but he'd be left at third base. So Lair fouled out to first base. Aguilar bounced to second, and we went to last of the fourth still a one nothing game. Things unraveled for Edward Cabrera in that fourth inning. Wouldn't make it out of the inning. He walked the first man, Yuli Gurriel, on four straight pitches. Then had to face the rookie shortstop, Jeremy Pena. First ball hitting Pena. Deep to left. Back goes Williams. Looking up at the wall, and it's a home run into the Crawford boxes. Jeremy Pena, who'd been one for nine in the series with his ninth of the season. And just like that, it's 3 nothing Astros. And Houston wasn't done with Cabrera after the catcher, Jason Castro, hit a fly ball to center. Jose Siri drew a walk. 
Jose Altuve then a base hit, the second of three he'd have in this game, and the Astros had runners at the corners for Michael Brantley. With men at the corners, one down, and Brantley bounces it to the second baseman. Jazz fires down to Miggy. That's one back to first low, and Aguilar can't handle it. The inning goes on, and in from third base to score Siri, making it 4-0 Houston. After a base hit by Alex Bregman, Cabrera's day was done after 93 pitches, 51 strikes. And with a couple of men on, Tommy Nance came out of the bullpen to face Jordan Alvarez. 2-1 pitch, is shot up the middle, a base hit for Alvarez into center field. Waved at third, coming home Brantley. The throw's in toward third base, and the Astros extend the lead to 5 to nothing. It's their first hit of the day with a man in scoring position. Well, Cabrera worked three and two-thirds. They allowed five runs on seven hits, walked three, struck out two, allowed a home run through a wild pitch, 93 pitches, only 51 strikes for Cabrera. Tommy Nance would get out of that fourth inning and then he would shut these Astros out in the fifth and sixth, allowing only one base runner in those two innings. So he went two and a third in relief and kept this a 5-0 game. Finally in the seventh inning, the Marlins would break through against Verlander. They got some help. Jorge Soler led off with a ground ball to shortstop and Jeremy Pena overthrew the first baseman, Gurriel. It went as a two-base error. So managed second, nobody out. Jesus Aguilar popped up. Jesus Sanchez was robbed on a great defensive play by Jose Altuve, who was shifted out into shallow right field, made a diving play to his left, got up through Sanchez out for the second out in that seventh inning. Soler advanced to third. And at that point, Verlander with a 5-0 lead, two outs in the seventh inning, tried to set down the side facing Williams Astudillo. The Limburger cheese as Astudio bounces one off of Verlander's glove. Atatuve can't field it cleanly. Astudio is safe at first base and in from third. Soler. Miami's on the scoreboard at last here in the seventh. It's five to one. Hey, I told you we can get it going right here. It was the second error in the inning. It should have been a base hit. It was uh, not a. Shouldn't have been an E4 charge to Altuve. It should have been a base hit. The ball was redirected off the pitcher's glove. Altuve couldn't get to it. Even if he had fielded it completely cleanly, he probably doesn't throw Astudillo out. That's neither here nor there at this point, although it cost Astudillo a hit and an RBI, and it also made what happened the rest of the inning a little bit easier for Justin Verlander to swallow because the remaining runs in the inning would be unearned. In fact, all the runs in the inning would be unearned. He walked Nick Fortes, and at that point with a 5-1 lead, Verlander was facing Marlins runners at first and second with two down and had to go after the one-time Houston Astros minor leaguer, Brian De La Cruz. That one's hammered. Way back, left field and into the Crawford boxes. It's a three-run homer for Brian De La Cruz. And don't go anywhere. We've got a ball game all of a sudden. The Marlins have struck for four in the seventh against Verlander, and it's 5-4. to four. Well, I'll tell you what. That Limburger cheeses. Well, after that, Luke Williams would ground out another good defensive play by Jose Altuve ending the inning. But the Marlins sent seven to the plate in the seventh, scored four runs. All went as unearned because of the errors in the inning. Four runs on one hit, but they were back in this game at 5-4. to four. Richard Blyer came out to pitch the bottom of the seventh, trying to keep the game right where it was. He got Bregman on a fly ball to the warning track and center for the first half, but then Jordan Alvarez doubled the lefty, and then another lefty 
Kyle Tucker singled. That ended Blyers and brought Cole Solser into the game. Yuli Gurriel grounded to shortstop. Or actually, first there was a pickoff play at first base. With Alvarez at third, Tucker was caught off at first base. And when they got him in a rundown, Alvarez tried to score. Jesus Aguilar fired to the catcher Fortes for the out. Alvarez was out at the plate. Tucker took second. And then Yuli Gurriel grounded his shortstop, ending the inning. So after having two men on with one out, the Astros were turned away in the seventh. But in the eighth of the one-run lead, they would break this game wide open against Lewis Head. Head hit the first man, Jeremy Pena, with a pitch. Jason Castro followed with a single-putting man at first and second. Jose Siri trying to bunt the runners over, popped the bunt up and foul ground. Jesus Aguilar made the play for out number one, but then it was back to the top of the order, and Jose Altuve. Head the 2-2, and that's hit well. Left field, way back, and long gone. Jose Altuve might have put this one out of reach. A three-run homer off Lewis Head, and it's 8-4 Houston. Altuve in the series opener Friday night went 0-5 with three strikeouts. Just the second time in his career he'd been hitless in as many as five at-bats with as many as three Ks in a game. Last night he was 1-5, for five, had an RBI double, but he makes up for it here today going 3-for-5, single-double homer, three RBIs, two runs scored. Michael Brantley followed with a walk. That would be it for Lewis Head. Aneuris Zabala, who was activated off the taxi squad yesterday, made his major league debut. He allowed a double to Alex Bregman, putting men at second and third. Jordan Alvarez then a sack fly to center field. That made it a 9-4 game before Zabala struck out Kyle Tucker, his first big league K. That sent this one to the top of the ninth. Marlins down 9-4, and Miami would go down 1-2-3 against closer Ryan Presley. And that's how this one ends. Astros 9 and Miami 4. For Houston, 9 runs, 14 hits, 3 errors, 8 left. For Miami, 4 runs, 3 hits, no errors. Marlins leave a couple. Justin Verlander, 7 innings, 3 hits, 4 runs all unearned. He walked 1, struck out 5. Without the De La Cruz homer, 93 pitches, 66 strikes. He's the winner, 8-2. and two. First 8 wins in Major League Baseball this year. Edward Cabrera takes the loss, 2-1. Time of the ball game, 3 hours, 21 minutes. So the Astros... Finish their six-game homestand at two and four. They run their AL West leading record to 37 and 23 on the season. Now 17 and nine here in Houston at Minute Maid Park. As for the Marlins, uh, their five-game winning streak is over. It's just their fourth loss in a dozen games in the month of June. Miami falls to 27 and 31. Marlins now 12 and 17 on the road. The Marlins and Nation again partnering here in 2022 to strike out cancer. In our communities, every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to support cancer research. Today, Marlins pitchers struck out a total of six in this game. That means $150 to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. Our season total is now 514 strikeouts, 1,002, I'm sorry, $12,850 to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. So Justin Verlander and the Astros handled the Marlins, although it was much tighter than maybe the final score would appear. Nonetheless, the Astros pick up a win, their 37th of the season. Miami now has a five-game winning streak snap. They fall back to 27-31. and 31. Before we hear from Don Mattingly, let's step aside for a quick commercial break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from the skipper Don Mattingly after the Astros beating of the Marlins yesterday afternoon in Houston. Donnie, we'll start with Verlander. What what makes him such a good pitcher and so tough to hit? Uh, let's start with Edouard, <laughs> our guy. Uh, obviously, uh, Justin's, he's tough. He doesn't give in. Uh, he's got good stuff. He doesn't throw the ball in the middle of the plate very often. He's going he's gonna to stay on the edges. He's not going to you know, give in no matter what the situation. So he's always the way he is. And uh, I thought we hung in there, actually. Um, you know, they, they kind of let us hang in. We didn't really do a whole lot. Uh, you know, but then we were able to just kind of stay in there enough uh, to get, you know, basically Dale. Dale had good swings all day. He lined out, the, I think, the left. Lined, it's a ball good to center. He's, he actually had the best swings. Um, but our guy, I thought Edouard was obviously kind of opposite of everything he's been so far. He's behind in counts, not not attacking. Um, and I, not that he wasn't trying to attack, just wasn't throwing strikes with his, with his stuff and forcing those guys to swing the bats. From our perspective in the first inning, it looks like he may have tweaked a knee or something along the lines of that? Is, is, was there anything to that? No. Uh, so what were you checking when the fourth inning, what were you guys doing? I was thinking finger because he's, you know, he's, he's had a history of blisters, but no, he was having trouble getting his breath a little bit. Uh, and it seemed like the whole day. So not quite sure what was going on with that, but, you know, he was, he was willing to, you know, felt good enough to go. Nansen comes in and just two and a third. What was the importance of that? Well, it, it gives us a chance. Right, uh, kept the game right there. Um, was able to to get back into it. You know, we get the one, then we get the three run homer, and all of a sudden we got a game. So you know, he kind of was, you know, the piece that that got us there. Uh, you know, and then Sauce gets us out of the next inning, the jam we we kind of work into in the next inning, uh, and then we, you know, obviously they get the three run homer. That hurt us. Uh, Garcia scratched late. Any further updates on him? Yeah, no real update. Something in his hand. Uh, he felt and, and, and felt like there was going to be a, there was a little swelling in it. He's been, I guess, dealing with it. And right before the game, it was it was late, late, like five minutes before the game, late. Blyer seems like he hasn't really been able to uh, find a groove. What have you seen from him? Yeah, you know, you know, I don't know, you know exactly, but I, you know, when they show those, those you know, when they show the pitches, they, they seem to a lot of them be in the middle. They're not down. Uh, the lefties are handling him. Um, is Alvarez just not this game, but the other night gets him 0-2 and throws him the ball that stays right in the middle. Uh, for the most part, he's he's not getting the ball where he needs to. He's he's up in the zone. He, and it looks flat. And there's, there's no movement to it. Doesn't seem like the decision to go with head in the eighth in, in the one run game. You know, get him and yeah. for both warming up. Yeah, yeah, Bass. We get the lead. Right, or get it, we get it tied. Not, not when we're down, we're not going to chase there. So, and yeah. And with Avi, is this something that you think could linger? You think hopefully just a day, and then? Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, it happened so fast. It happened right before the game, so it wasn't like we had. I didn't get a chance to get you know the information download on, on what's going on with it or, or what what they're thinking. So we'll see. 
What was the ball? I mean, emergency notice, but you always like to see a young kid come in and get himself a couple of outs there in that situation. Yeah, it was good for good for him to come in. Like you said, it was an emergency situation where you know he got added. Uh, you know, good for him. He got to the big leagues and you know, gets a punch out. So, uh, yeah, nice. You took two two out of three from the Astros, obviously to start the road stretch. How important was it for you guys to kind of set the tone early? Well, obviously, we want to play well on the road. You know, we're in a situation where we got a we got a tough stretch of games, and and they're all tough. But you know, when we're running through these guys, the the Phillies, the Mets. Uh, I think Rockies when we get back home and back to the Mets. So we we got a, a tough stretch, but it never really stops. But it's getting to that point during the season that you know you got to start thinking about winning series, winning series, winning series, and get down the road. Uh, we'd like to have tried to drop the hammer today. You know, we get the first two. You never want to say, oh, we won a series and let's get out of town. If that was the case, we could have traveled yesterday and, and got some rest. Um, but, you know, again, I'd like to drop the hammer today, but we weren't able to do it. So the Astros beat the Marlins 9-4, to Miami now 27-31, and and we are in Philadelphia on the south side in South Philly tonight at Citizens Bank Park for the first time this season. Sandy Alcantara will put his 6-2 record on the line with a 161 ERA. Against the Phillies and Aaron Nola, 705 first pitch. We're on the air back home at 630 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.